This is the story of the super force of space explorers. Specially trained and sent by the Alliance to bring back Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Voltron, Defenders of the Universe. All right, welcome to the Tokusatsu Network podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the latest Voltron series, Voltron Legendary Defender, which recently premiered on Netflix. Um, today I am joined by Paula. Hi. Nick. What's up? And I guess, yes, maybe kind of. Uh, cool, cool. Please so. don't Mm-mm. do that again. Like <laughs> Ed. <laughs> I have headphones on, you giant jerk. Hey, everybody's no. got to wake up, man. That's no. Tight. It's hot. It's yeah. Los Angeles. And yeah. it's been a heat wave for the past couple of weeks. And it's yeah. horrible. It's the sacrifice yeah. you make for living next to all the cool stuff. I that's mean, true. that's a fact, but... <laughs> It's still really hot, and I had to turn all the fans off in order to create a good recording atmosphere. But and so yeah, I am too. very stifling, stifled. See? Yeah, I turned off everything, and uh, there was mm-hmm. still some static on my end. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just turning on the fan. It's no, no. Is this part <laughs> of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Let's talk about Voltron. It is hot. it is it's a very hot like you know it's a very hot series like Mm -hmm. how can voltron's it's so good it's so good oh boy i'm gonna be the unpopular opinion guy oh this is gonna be fun (laughs) all right all right so so before we get into legendary defender i guess we'll just Mm. go around the imaginary table um have you guys ever seen the original Voltron or Go Lion? And if you have, what are your thoughts about it? Ahem, ahem, can I? Or Go Lion and Die Rugger 15. Don't forget Vehicle Voltron, y'all. No, we're going to ignore that today. Well, that's true. <laughs> but yes, I've seen the original Voltron. You know, I think I got into it around the same time I got into Power Rangers. I don't remember much about that time. I just remember I had the toy with all five lions. And it was really cool and I wanted it again, but everything costs like $300 these days and I'm so sad. But yeah, that was one of my favorite things. Very formative during my childhood. Five lion robots combining to be really cool. And then, you know, I grow up getting to high school. Comes out on DVD. Y'all remember that DVD release where it's like they come in the little tins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed yeah. out on those. So then I bought those, tried to watch the show again, started falling asleep during every episode, <laughs> and realized, hey, this is terrible. What's up with that? Then I see that the original version of Vehicle Voltron Die Rugger 15 comes out on DVD, and I watch that, and I'm like, hey, this is great, but this isn't what we're talking about today. So, next. <laughs> I remember watching the original Voltron. But I don't remember anything about it. I honestly just remember bits and pieces, and namely when the five lions combine 
And honestly, that's it. This is basically as much as I remember. Like, I grew up watching Bioman in the Philippines, but the only thing I remember from that was, you know, for dying, and that's it. <laughs> and for me, it's just Voltron coming together as Voltron, and that's it. And I also remember, too, watching Voltus 5, and I don't think that's the same thing. It's not, but Voltus 5 is an amazing show that everyone should watch. But yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same thing. And so... I always, growing up when I in when I moved to the United States as a kid, uh, I I honestly confused the two of them. I'm like, wait, is this Voltron or Voltus Five? What do you mean they're two different things? What what? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm coming at Legendary Defender just knowing of the name and knowing basically as much as probably their target audience is like people don't know. Anything before that, technically. They just know that in Voltron, there's lions, and there's a giant robot, and it's kind of cool. So I'm, I think I'm the, the per- perfect... I have no attachments to the previous Voltron. Which, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more in a bit. So. What about you, Yad? Uh I remember watching it um, in the mid-90s. Like I pretty much discovered uh, Voltron and Dragon Ball Z around the same time. Um, and that's... Yeah, I I don't think I finished the show, hmm. but I watched enough of it to get like a good feel of what the show is about, and I used to, I really enjoyed it because I mean it was that and then Power Rangers coming on at the same time it was just like it was perfect. It was like the giant robot like. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I discovered Gundam and I discovered Robotech, so it's like just a bunch of like mechs. My timeline <laughs> is basically the same as Jazz, and I think that's because we're both on the East Coast, so we got like yeah. tsunami oh, yeah, and stuff at the same time. Right, yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. And um, a few years ago, I started to watch uh, Go Lion. Mm. I only watched the first like handful of episodes. Uh, I mean, it was pretty cool, but I mean, I don't. It was so so much of a gap between me watching Voltron and me watching Go Lion, so I can't really compare the stories. I don't remember right. how similar it was. I know there's a difference between with like Sven's death or whatever, or quote unquote death in the show. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty familiar with it. I haven't seen all of it, but going into it, I I could tell the similarities to this new show and the differences that it went with. George? Are you, George? Um, I am an East Coast child, so it's pretty much the same for me. Um, <laughs> I found it around the time I found Dragon Ball and Vult- uh, Robotech, rather. Um, and I thought it was awesome. I love transforming robots, and I wanted one, and I was like 10 years too late on the toys. So I didn't get one. Um, I found out about Go Lion like a lot later, and around the time the DVD set started coming out, the uh, World Events Productions, the studio that produces Voltron, actually started uploading clips of Go Lion on their YouTube channel just to highlight the differences. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty awesome because they would show like a clip from Voltron where this character gets. Uh, "Quote unquote sick and has to leave to a different planet, and then uh, a clip from Goline where the character clearly dies, and they're kind of saying like, yeah, it's a cheesy show, whatever. And I thought that was awesome. <laughs> well, a sincere honesty about the original versus your adaptation for it is what I appreciate. Yeah, it's like you're gonna enjoy it either way. Just revel in the cheese." Yeah, it, oh, it's yeah. kind of how I feel about like when they adapted Kiro Yuger into Dino Charge. Like, I'm not. They did really a job for me because they just kind of leaned into that. 
I'm like, yeah, that was where it came from. Most also dancing though. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am like part. I'm very much the least I'm not even I'm, when it comes to like any kind of adaptations I, I don't hold anything so sacred that I can't enjoy anybody's different take on it mm. so like oh, yeah. you know all the elitism that tends to come sometimes when it comes to like took us out to getting adapted to Power Rangers or you know anything like that I'm like eh just give it a shot why not no, it's not a big deal Usually the best adaptations are the ones that go against the uh, the source material. So. Yeah. When you first, when you guys first heard about the announcements about Legendary Defender, did you have any like reservations about how different they might take it from you know, the original show? That wasn't my reservation. My reservation mm-hmm. was the fact that every subsequent Voltron attempt, like Voltron of the Third mm-hmm. Dimension, Voltron Force. Force. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, show. It's terrible. Could you, could you explain both of those? Because I, again, I had no idea. Okay, yeah, so what was Voltron Force and what was Voltron's Dimension? The, the third dimension is a straight up sequel to the original show. It takes place, okay. like, I think, like a year or two afterwards. It's a CGI show. It's early 90s CGI. It's not very good. The story is mm. decent. They like, introduce a new like stealth Voltron where they all get like this cool black paint job. Um <laughs> It had a decent cast, and it ended really early. I think it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh and then Voltron Force, I think that's from like two or three years ago. And mm-hmm. it was basically, here's a new generation of kids who are being taught, who are being mentored by the original pilots, and uh, they might pilot the new Voltron. And it was a really, really bad show. It was, I want to say it was Flash animated. It was horrible. Whenever a character moved around, it felt very stunted like their limbs were not attached to their body and oh boy. um like they apparently tried to go a little deeper with the story from time to time but i've mm-hmm. heard it doesn't really it's hard to like balance that story with the animation because the animation just mm-hmm. puts you off so much but um i know one thing people really liked about that show was they introduced this gimmick where the lions could actually change formation so Usually you have the black lion forming the head, but you could get like the yellow lion forming the head or the green lion forming the head, and it would give you like the mm. brand new Voltron. Gotcha. Like Zio? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Power Rangers Zio? Yes. Yeah, Power Rangers. Okay. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> it clear because you know it's hot, and I don't my my brain's not attaching very well. <laughs> yeah, and be, since it is that, like, I'm going to refer back to our non-Toku TV of me not getting the Thunderbirds family correct the first try. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make everything straight, keep everybody, get everybody's names right, and kind of redeem myself, because that's... So should we quiz you on this one? Or... Please gonna... don't. It's going to be a don't. lot easier this time around. Well, yeah, yeah, I can actually tell people apart, and they say their names consistently over <laughs> and over again. So that's I, that's highly appreciated. Also, um, they don't what, all just, look like you know white twenty-something-year-olds with blonde hair. I mean, they're supposed to be brothers. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, <laughs> they're supposed to be. Look, they're supposed to look back, anyway. Back yeah, what I was saying was my only trepidation was that first of all, the original Voltron isn't very good, but the annotations are just straight up terrible. And I guess they kind of, I mean, I'm a giant robot anime fan. So like I said, I've watched Voltez 5, Combat Lair, mm-hmm. uh, Daitons, Zambot, all that stuff. And it's like, there's a certain 
aesthetic and a certain like way to tell these stories. And you know, right. I think you like you'll hear the reason Golion wasn't that popular was because the market was flooded with this stuff back then. But right. stuff like Third Dimension of Ultron Force doesn't really like touch on what I think is like the point of some of these shows. But I think Legendary Defender gets much closer to that. Also because Legendary Defender tries to be a different show. You know, a third dimension was obviously a CGI craze cash in. Voltron Force was just I guess too much of a kid's show. Whereas, you know, like the difference between Beast Wars as a kid's show and like I don't know, something bad that I don't watch. <laughs> well the thing with like, like Force <laughs> was like they tried to shoot above their pay grade mm. um they knew like i guess who they were being forced to target yeah. but you could tell the writers wanted to go a little deeper but they could only do so much before somebody you know tightened the clamp on them and they had to go back to these generic ah we're going to be teens learning how to be adults yeah, like today three kid characters learning from the five pilots because there's that certain mm. school of thought that you know a kid's show has to start kids and you would think they'd have learned their lesson that that one isn't necessarily true. And even when you do do that, like you can still elevate the material in the case of, you know, Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, mm. which leads us into yeah. this iteration of Ultron, where, you know, DreamWorks learned that lesson and got those people to make this. Well, I wanted to ask real quick, like, where, where was uh, Force and Dimensions aired? Did they, like... Voltron Force was Nickelodeon, and Voltron Third Dimension was too long ago for me to remember. I think <laughs> it was like syndicated. Were... Pretty... Yeah, first okay. run syndication. Yeah. Okay, so it's probably like in the regular, you know, satellite channels, I yeah. suppose, rather than yeah. like say cable or, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. When I first heard about the new show, I mean, again, I'm not super attached to Voltron in general. I mean, come on, I confused it with Voltus 5. I'm like, oh. But the second I heard that I was a big Avatar, Last Airbender, and Korra fan, so as soon as I heard that it was the same team, I was like, yes. Yes, please. Because they they do have a way of, well, Korra aside, but they do have a way, first two seasons of Korra, I should say, aside, they do have a way of telling such a world building story the world the world building for airbender and Korra is just so dense and wonderful that taking it to five teenagers in space with a giant robot i'm like yes i want to see how they build that world you know mm-hmm. and that they're then they're given more of a mix of both you know magic and space or such such advanced technology that's it's it feel it looks like magic uh and and how that works, you know. So yeah, that's what I was really excited about. Like really excited about, and and the voices. I'm looking at the cast list um, of who who does all the voices for the thing. I mean, Stephen Yun is like obviously the big kicker as as Keith, um, who pilots the Red Lion. But you know, you have the voices of Finn from Adventure Time. You have Reese Darby, who have actually seen who, as soon as uh, I didn't know that he was in the show before watching the show, but as soon as I heard Karan's voice, the uh, Allura's assist, uh, butler person, 
Yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, that has to be Reese Darby. Because his voice is so like distinct. One, he's from New Zealand. And two, I've seen him in uh, British the British quiz show QI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Reese Darby. <laughs> and I'm just so excited. So you have like the voice of Finn from Adventure Time. You have uh, Reese Darby, who's just a, a wonderful voice in general. You have Stephen Yeun, who's a great actor. And then Bex Taylor Klaus, who I absolutely loved in Arrow. Yeah, who, she was in Arrow. Yeah. yeah, she was in Arrow. She was, uh, oh, I forgot her actual name in Arrow, but she. Yeah, Sin. Yeah, Sin. Sin, Sin, Sin. She, play, she voices uh, Pidge, and it's great. It was so great. As soon as I knew it was her, I'm like, well, well actually, I'll take that back. As soon as I. I guess we can talk about, well, we're going to talk about Pidge later, but as soon as I uh, knew it was her, I'm like, okay. Something's up. Pidge could, either, yeah, something's up, or it really doesn't matter because, you know, you have female say you all the time for anime, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because she she could voice whatever gender, and I would be totally okay. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was my thought. It was just a case of, here's an older woman voicing a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like I, I absolutely loved all the announcements mm-hmm. prior to this and it was, it was really nice that we even got any of it. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I was just, I mean, it's just been so long since we all saw Voltron. So for me, I was like, I'm okay with, have, and I also didn't see any of the, you know, the third dimension or Voltron force. So I was like. Hey, if it, if it's good, I'm I'm down for it. I wasn't like really worried about how they would adapt it or if it would, if they would bring certain things over. I'm just like, hey, if it's you know a good story and they just make it awesome, then I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the uh, announcement of who was behind the creation of the show that uh, that also helps because yeah, I love like Avatar and Korra, so I was I was pretty much on board as soon as we got the announcement. <laughs> like, like even seeing the, um, I think the, the, actually I'll say the only thing that I've had a little bit of a, you know, hesitation or like worry about was the 3D animation of uh, Voltron itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that was the only thing that was like, I, it looked cool in that one, like I don't know, it was like 20 second promo that we got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looked cool, but I was like, I was kind of worried like how they would handle it because. Mm-hmm. I like their 3D animation in Korra, but I was just worried how it would happen and how it would work with like an action show like this, or like especially when the main like one of the main focuses is the yeah. robot. Whereas in Korra, a lot of the CG stuff was like a ship or a car or something that wasn't mm-hmm. really the focus. It's been a bumpy road as far as like you know CG mecha and mm-hmm. 2D shows, and I think I don't right. think they really like got it right. Until this anime called Majestic Prince, I think that was like the turning point as far oh, yeah. as getting this stuff to not look terrible. Yeah. What's Majestic Prince? It's an anime. It's pretty generic. Five pilots, five <laughs> robots, space war, yada yada. But it's, it's got a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, Sentai guys voicing characters. It's got a real mm-hmm. good That's cool. uh, tone to it, and I think like mm-hmm. the tone and the personality elevated from being just another boring generic yada yada. And the action right. is great. It is pretty good. But yeah, I mean, that was the only uh, 
worry I had. But other than that, I was pretty much on board from the beginning. Well, you know, when I'm thinking about the in terms of like your trepidation when it comes to the giant robot, I do remember when they had the giant Korra versus the giant robot in the end of Legend, towards the end of like I think one of the seasons of Legend of Korra. Like, yeah, there's probably it's like yeah, I don't that fight was amazing, and I do distinctly remember when I when I saw that episode of Korra, I was like, man, they should make a giant robot show. This is really fun. Because they had a really good way of, you know, the pace of that giant fight, of like, you know, bringing it out to the the big fight between giant spirit Korra and, uh, and a thing and bringing it down to like where the characters are, you mm-hmm. know? And that was yeah. my first song. I'm like, man, they should, they should make another one like this. This is really fun. And they did. And it's called Legendary Defender. And I'm like twice as happy now that I can remember that. Well, like the thing with the whole trepidation is like right from the get go, they told you Voltron wasn't going to be in every single episode. And mm. and to me, that was kind of cool because it shows that you don't need to force your show into any sort of pattern. Yeah. And because I had seen the promos by that point and I'm like, oh, cool. They can actually save money by not having him show up in every episode mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um i recently did a quick count and i think he only shows up in like half of the episodes in the entire show yeah, huh. yeah. i'm totally okay with that what also makes a lot of sense when they don't cut down the the com- combination sequences mm-hmm. they don't and they shouldn't at all <laughs> I, I agree they completely shouldn't i remember watching it with a friend of mine and they were just like Oh, they're doing the whole thing again? I'm like, listen, <laughs> you can clearly tell they go into another dimension where time doesn't exist, so you can take all the time they have to form together <laughs> and show that it happens, okay? They clearly go to another dimension. It's an instant thing. Shut up. <laughs> I want to see the whole sequence. They did show it once where they just sort of, they showed all the lines come together, and then a flash of light, and then it became Voltron, right? Mm-hmm. Or I think of something else. But I, I could have sworn there was one time where I think they, that just they may have instantly transformed. Yeah, like I think they may have right? done it the very first episode. I think they did that the first episode. Like where it's where they just came all together and it's is. just Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was during an actual like No, it's around episode. the time they first meet Alora. Uh okay. I think they were like holding off on the big like reveal. Yeah, reveal. Mm-hmm. The reveal that they put all over Facebook and <laughs> It's a but really yeah, good sequence though. It is. Like, it's one of my it's top so five. And I like yeah, that it kind of pays homage to some of my other favorites. Mm-hmm. Can I just complain that um, people would not stop, when people would not shut up about the fact that you didn't get the voiceover from Keith during the combination sequence? Oh, yeah. We don't need. Hey, for like, real, though, let's take a second. What's a dino therm? Right. But then you do get it, and it's like a special moment. Because yeah, Laura says it I love during it. that uh, launch sequence. Plus, you do eventually get Keith saying, and I'll form the head yeah. when they're doing the little pyramid. And I thought that was a really awesome week. Oh, the lion pyramid. Was the yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of the things I loved Wasn't about the show. He was like, um, is, like, everybody else yelling? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, go- I would... Go ahead. Yeah, going into this, I was hoping that it wouldn't just be like... Uh, decent mature show but the comedy would be on point and yeah so much of the it's comedy so... here is like straight out of Korra or Avatar that was their Spider-Man up up away with it moment yeah oh my goodness it's so it my 
it's the moments and the I think we can probably talk about like our favorite humor beats because mine is always going to be like I'm nodding. Is everybody nodding? I, yes. Yes, that's my oh, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> because it like even when you're watching as as someone who you know watches Sentai, they just nod, yeah. and sometimes I'm like, wait, you're not in the same <laughs> space. How do you how do you know that? How? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is there like a little thing in your helmet that dings whenever like somebody agrees with you non verbally? <laughs> you know what it's I like mean? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to look a little flash of light in those moments when they show the inside the helmet. I just want a little flash of light. Someone's agreeing with me non verbally. Okay. God, it's so good. It's the the humor beats in that show. It's so good, and it balances really well. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they don't they don't hit you yeah. over the head with. Like when it needs to be, when it needs to be serious, it's serious. When it, you need to break it up a little bit with some humor. Mm-hmm. They have characters to do that. Even the characters that aren't supposed to do that do it sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think it is really unfair how cool they make Keith look. I was like that, but Keith looks amazingly cool. And I get it because of Steven Yeun. Like you wanna, you wanna highlight the, like this amazing actor. But like, man. I do appreciate that they made fun of his mullet. <laughs> like it's just a typical. <laughs> Ronin Warriors, Ryo Mullet. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yes. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. It's a freaking mullet. And I like how they brought up different things, like uh, when they all saw their suits. Mm-hmm. And then I think Hong Kong was like, this isn't going Little shit. lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you know if the, the comic came out already, right? No. Nah. Or is going to come out in next, next month? month. Next oh, month. Right. Yeah, they they they're doing a spin-off comic. Oh, I should go to my local comic books shop and put that on put that on subscription because I now I really want to see more. It's such a good show. I have a question. Do you guys can you guys tell that they like it's it feels like it's not meant to be binged. Like when you watch It's kind of hard not to. I feel I like mean, I, I agree. I feel like there's chapters. Okay. And like each episode isn't a chapter, but like there's there's groupings of episodes. Like the Balatea episodes, you know. Um, just like I remember, I think it was episode three or four, but I remember that it ended at this kind of weird place, and then the next episode picked right back up, like yeah. almost as if it was the exact same sequence when they just cut it in half. Yeah. So I feel that there mm-hmm. are episodes where it's kind of like it's an hour long episode, but they were just forced to turn it into a half hour. Mm. Yeah, that's so, what I feel. So, well, like the first episode was like three episodes. Yeah, one. But, well, yeah, uh, the very first one. Yeah. Can I just say I hated that numbering because I saw that it was a thirteen <laughs> episode show, and then I watched the first three episodes, thinking that's episode one, and then I get to episode eleven because that's the last episode on Netflix. And I'm like, well, where are the last two? No, no, <laughs> you're not doing this to me. Where are the last two? And that was the end. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, how okay, we're gonna we're just gonna go for it and just like that freaking cliffhanger. Yeah. What no, Ooh. no, why? Oh my god. <laughs> oh I'm so upset. Like I, I totally binged it in like less than a day. Or really? well less than two days. I'm exaggerating. Because like I had to, to go to sleep and go to work. Yeah, it took oh, me a week to I did it in a day I, too. I binged yeah, I binged it oh my god. I know, I take that back. I totally did it all day Sunday. Yeah, wow. I watched it all at once. Like, I was almost dead asleep, and I'm like, I will die on this couch. I don't care. I have to watch the rest of this. Because there's really nothing more 
entertaining and engrossing to me than a good team mm -hmm. and all the dynamics of a good team. I mean, that's why I love Magical Girl series. Magical Girl series tend to not be just one person. Like, they tend to just be teams of, you know, really good, like, really cool women. And that's why I like, I, I tend to like Sentai more than I like Common Writer. And so, because I love those team dynamics. And, ah, uh, Voltron gave me a great team. Just, ah, mm. uh, everything. It's just everything I want. Plus the humor of, like, I, I can't stand how much I love this show. It's, and then they gave me that cliffhanger. And I was just really upset. I was upset and really happy because I want to see more. It, it did its job, basically. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, and I don't know. Here's the thing. The, here's the prevailing theory is that, see, I get the main characters correct, but who, uh, 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 Zarkon. There! Yeah, God, there I'm go. not useless. So, so the prevailing theory is that Zarkon was the original Black Paladin. Right? Yeah, they they straight up say that. Yeah, it's not a theory. Is that when? Where? There, when you he see him it. holding that weapon, but, he's yeah. the Black Paladin, the original. Because I honestly thought, remember that there was also another guy who in that ship who let them go. Yeah. I think he I was thought... just like kind of pissed off at his leader. Yeah, that's not. What does that have to do with anything? I uh, but the way they focused on him honestly feels like okay maybe that's maybe the black nah. paladin and maybe Zarkon stole the thing I don't know. No, Zarkon's the black paladin. Because also yeah, like what makes more dramatic sense that is like the big thing. Like that. Nah. that can works can I just say better. that that fight um, Keith versus Zarkon was awesome. Oh, that was rough. Like yeah, holy <laughs> crap! You have um, you just this guy in a robot lion barely surviving against a guy with like a little rinky dinky weapon it's like it makes you wonder how are they actually going to beat him oh, well here's my one. little fan theory <laughs> and you know this is especially for people who know the original where is Lothar? yeah who? his son Zarkon's son oh yeah so in the original show if he has a son he ends up taking over I think right? yeah yeah so where so is like, Lothar? We don't see him at all. You know, I bet you one of them, like, because you can tell they're all going to be stranded in different parts of the universe, mm -hmm. and they'll probably each get a folks episode. So maybe one of them is going to oh, meet I'm so Lothor, like in the random planet. Yeah, that's the that's the prospect I I'm really looking forward to. Like them on different, how do they deal with being split apart? Mm. Even like, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, kind of you know running it back. Uh, somebody mentioned this to me like Shiro like I, I totally 100% am behind Shiro being you know space dad in this ragtag team and I'm, I absolutely love that but I guess in like even the first episode Shiro just looks or feels a little too well adjusted to what's happening yeah, he's suspicious I thought they were going to do more about that you know especially because he's supposed to be you know, in the originals, the dude who dies slash gets sick and goes to another planet. Right. So, you know, <laughs> you think, like, what are they going to do to him? But I figured, like, his, what happens to him before the series starts is their callback to that. Because mm. right. I, I, the worry for me was that they were going to kill Shiro off 
in order for Allura to pilot mm-hmm. one of the I lines. I don't know if that was my worry. I kind of wanted that to happen. That's. Uh, I, mean, I thought I, that's how the season was going to end, actually. Yeah. Mm. And that's, again, like the pre-knowledge of the original. Like, there's certain things mm-hmm. that you think are supposed to happen. And one of those mm-hmm. things is Shiro slash Sven gets out of the picture. And Allura becomes a pilot. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you're too much of a fan, you're kind of just waiting. And then that doesn't happen. In the yeah. original, she piloted the red one, right? Blue. Blue, because he was the blue, blue pilot. No? So, yeah, in the original, nobody's, cut, like, uniform no, it's the red. matched it's the up red. with their... Yeah, they didn't matter. Yeah. Because, you know... That's weird. Like, black, the black robot forms the head, but Keith piloted the black robot because Keith was red, and it's Sentai rules. Uh, yeah. So, I like... It was really funny because... Go ahead. Well, I just like that they... He, in this one... They're like, Sentai rules make no sense. If the black one's the yeah. head, the leader is the one wearing black. Because something, because they they don't. For the general, like it's just happens. It just happens to be Sentai rules. Yeah. That's all. It was one of those things, and I really, I really appreciated that because which when I follow a lot of you know comic artists and stuff like that, namely because we do the artist feature, but also because they're awesome people. Um, but when they, I, it was really fun watching their reactions to legendary defender and they're they they very much you know in time of my book my favorite reaction was and the red's not the leader yay <laughs> and i'm like yes you guys know how sentai rules vaguely work not just because they had it but that's usually the case uh, to be fair though the red always i guess the new rule in general is that the red has to always look cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he has to stand out he or she has to stand out is red. Yeah, and um, you see that here at the end. He's the one that goes he, up against Archon. Yeah, he's the one that gets that uh, really cool rail cannon thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really good too. I do. I I appreciate that. Like the red line is the most temperamental one, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm bonding with you." <laughs> it's like, come on, I'm doing my best here. But I mean, going back to Elora, possibly piloting one of the lions is like i i do like that she essentially pilots the castle mm-hmm. like that's her ship yeah and and she she leads that as well i mean even in and and i'm a sucker for openings and my whole theory that any show that has an amazing opening i will always like because i'm a sucker for really good openings and voltron the legendary defender does not fail in that does not you know fail that theory for me because the opening's fantastic but yeah, even the opening is like her just like in in her battle mode outfit mm-hmm. from her princess mode, which I also appreciate. Like she has she's she's meant to be a military leader, and I appreciate that so much. Dude, so. I I liked her episode where they were infiltrating one of the battleships, mm-hmm. and she basically had to take over as one of the soldiers, yeah. and she shapeshifted she's out of nowhere oh, as yeah. one of the soldiers. Yeah, that wasn't in the no, original at all. Not in any <laughs> I was about to say, like, I don't remember that happening at all in well, the show. Well, I also thought was really cool. It's like, other than, you know, hey, she has her own, you know, battle suit with her hair up, which for someone with very long hair, I very much appreciate, is that in the in the Balmera fight, where the crystals and everything for, for contacts, mm-hmm. like, she, the ship was supposed to stay in orbit. She's like, I'll go down to the you know, surface of all the Balmera myself. And she doesn't go down 
in a shuttle. She goes down just by herself. It's basically like um, the 2009 Star Trek space jump yeah. moment. And it's amazing. And she and they're just like, wait, what? She's not <laughs> in a spacecraft? She's just there space it's jumping. like a moped or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was so cool. Allura <laughs> handles business this time around. Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. So, um, question then. Mm. Knowing the way they've treated her as a character right now, would you even want her to pilot a line in the future? In the future? Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I wouldn't mind seeing her doing it temporarily. Mm-hmm. Because if it comes at, at the expense of, say, somebody, a character dying completely, then no, I don't want to see her pilot for that reason. I would like her to see... I would like to see her pilot one of the lions if it's like, I had no other choice. Like, or say Shiro, one of the pilots, are like, is heavily injured and cannot pilot her alliance. What if they make her a new one? And it's like... Or, yeah. I mean, if they make her a new one, I'm down with that, add too. Add-on, like, backpack li- lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, what if they find the vehicle ones and she pilots Yeah, them? so that's my theory. Um, <laughs> they're getting spread to, like, the far corners of the universe. Um, the vehicle Voltron was, like, Voltron of the middle universe or something. And... So what if like they just end up in that area of the universe where there's a vehicle Voltron for an episode? The thing about vehicle Voltron is there's fifteen pilots. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's fine. The glass of water. There was fifteen. Yeah. It's a really oh, long gas high sequence, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I w- it's the same kind of thing where if that if Allura gets her own lion, that's cool. I mean, I also wouldn't mind freaking Koran having his own lion. Yeah. Or his own mm. vehicle. I mean, because he, for me, he's really funny. He is. And again, and and it's and they don't shy away from like you know, it's not just the five of them as a team. It's a team. It's literally the situation. seven of them as a team. Mm. Yeah, I'm always okay with that. Like, teams should never be like super exclusive. I mean, if they were, Nick would not be here. Excuse me. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm gonna just leave. I now. mean. <laughs> Please don't. I don't mean it that way. But you know, if we if if teams were so sacred, just as their core, and not open to just like consider everybody else, yeah, as as open and part of their team when they clearly are. If if Token only ended up with just the seven of us who founded it, like we wouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. And yeah. so, like that's that's why I, I and even in that regard, like I would not mind seeing Karam pilot his own thing, and I would definitely would not mind Allura piloting her own thing. And if they can just stay as like the multiple like giant castle they have, like why not? I'm down with that. I am the easiest person to please, <laughs> like <laughs> honestly. And because my base level is just, what if we just try? You know, we just try. And that's the base level. And surprisingly, a lot of wonderful things happen when people just put a um, good effort, a sincere good effort. And, and, and that's totally something I appreciate from Legendary Defender. I can see Koran getting a robot and then just Ooh. having it be like a, a like boss a, Borat yes, situation. I was just about to say yeah. that. <laughs> like his own standalone robot that hangs out with Voltron. Uh, backstory Boss like Boss Borat is this character from Mazinger Z. Um, basically, uh, he's this very stumpy robot that serves as a comic relief and gets beat a lot, but it's fun to have him in there because he's a cute character. So <laughs> I could imagine they would do that with Koran. I think Koran should have like a have a lion who doesn't listen to him. Yeah, 
That's so that he could have that comedic effect. He has yeah. a job trying to convince him to. <laughs> oh my god! If he has like a wolf, like it would be really funny. So what I, wow. from whatever from what I'm understanding on how kind of the reason why Zarkon gets all his stuff is like so quintens, quintessence is I guess code for life force. That's what I kind understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what Hagar does is just like gathering that to a detrimental extent. Because Hagar, as in, in terms of like baddies, is kind of she's kind of like my favorite type of baddie. It's just that that really cool evil witch character. Again, it's the magical girl in me. Like I love like evil witchy characters and stuff like that, especially in the midst of like you know Zarkon preferring like supernatural witchiness rather than like plain old military. Time. Yeah, than yeah. military strength. I really like that episode when they clashed. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, George just linked the picture of the guy from Mountain Jersey. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Yeah, so you can see Korean Pilot and something like that. I could totally see Korean Pilot and something like that. That's amazing. Um but yeah. Man, like thinking back from the from the cast too, like they have some really good chops when it comes to I'm looking at all the IMDB stuff for all the actors who voice all the different characters. Like these are some really veteran characters. Like the the woman who voices Allura. She's been in was, everything. She's she pl- she voices Jasper and Malachite yeah. from Steven Universe. Oh, it's one hundred percent awesome. The guy who voices oh. Lance is Finn from Adventure Time. That's what I was about to say. That yeah, blew my it's mind. so great. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can you can hear it in like his cheers sometimes. Once you read that. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it. Hagar's from a different world. Oh, yeah, Hagar's from a different world. <laughs> I'm mad, like, that's where you go as opposed to, like, her literal decades of other voice work. <laughs> I mean, I saw her I saw her face. And I was like, oh, that's a girl from a different world. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, Cree Summer is amazing. Oh, my God. I grew up in the 90s. Back off. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> she, uh, oh, my God. She, she voiced uh, Princess Kidna from Atlantis. <gasps> I love that movie. Cree Summer is in literally everything, so let's not go on an IDB, IMDb dive. It's the it's the we'll best be part. Okay, yeah, that's true. It's the yeah. best part. I love it. Yeah, Kimberly Brooks is amazing. Cree Summer is amazing. Rex Taylor Klaus is amazing. Um, so speaking of uh, Rex Taylor Klaus, how did you like the Pidge gender reveal? Because uh, I mean, <laughs> I thought like as a story element itself. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have a strong opinion of it. Yeah. I just think the reveal was kind of awkward because I remember like the important flashbacks came mm-hmm. while she was trying to like hack into the enemy computer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like those were two entirely unrelated situations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could have put that somewhere better. I see. But you also understand that they had a limited amount of episodes, limited amount of screen yeah. time. And they felt that that was important, but it felt like extra like it didn't get the weight it deserved but i feel that about a lot of things in the show like Uh, the reveal about the black paladin nobody has time to react to that and like Mm. with pidge when she comes clean they're like oh yeah okay and like nothing happens about it afterwards and it's like (laughs) you start with that awkward reveal so yeah. Yeah, so yeah. my issue with that was not so much the reveal itself, but the aftermath. Um 
I felt that, you know, Paige was clearly a character trying to hide who she really was so she could, you know, be a boy. But after that, she doesn't act any different at all. And to me, that was a little strange because clearly she's going undercover. She's trying to be someone she's not. But it's kind of saying that all she did was cut her hair and people thought that was a boy, apparently. And I don't know. I, I think it says either the like everybody in the Federation is really stupid or she's like a super tomboy or I don't know. But it was it didn't have any impact, I felt like considering the reason she did it. I just felt there was no impact afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Well, that makes that's literally my only gripe with the show. Yeah, that's probably the only if you want to do something like that, like, you know, go all in, you know. I think she what, it just felt like an afterthought mm, the way they did it. But at the same time, yep. it's kind of like they probably had to pitch Pidge as a boy just so it wouldn't be like, oh, here's another girl in her boy's show. So, like, I don't know. It, it was strange. And hopefully in I season don't know two. if we still live in that world. Yeah, I don't. Especially after yeah, Legend I, of Korra. Well, if it's the Legend and Korra team, that's the thing. It's it's both the Legend and Korra team and it's uh, Bex Taylor-Klaus. And she herself, like, already plays kind of, you know, very genderqueer characters. If she plays, you know. Does Paige count as genderqueer, though? I don't. And this is one of the things I'm yeah. wondering because her situation is more of, like, a Mulan situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's not about identity. Mm-hmm. It's about like a goal i think it's just a right. traditional you know girl trying to pretend to be a boy to infiltrate something and not anything yeah. about yeah. her identity it's just something she had to do yeah i really yeah. don't think they put that much thought into in that in that respect in terms of gender identity i honestly don't because i i com- agree with you in her flashbacks she's clearly a cisgendered girl totally because mm. she's uh that's how she presented herself in terms of very well she could still be gender queer even if she presented herself as very femme but that's clear semantics but again that if they already chose if the cast that they the voice cast they chose is already that i'm guessing they just honestly did not care because they just wanted to draw whoever and if if pidge's design was already made as as it is maybe it was her dressing up as a boy was probably an afterthought because if you look from the beginning like she present herself in a dress and long hair right in the middle of it she was just dressed in long hair but she put her hair up but it was like oh or or the first her first flashback was her was with long hair and in a dress so clearly cisgendered femme presentation in terms of identity right the second flashback she has, she's older, her hair is up, she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt, not that big a deal. I think the only difference is that she just cut her hair and presented more as a boy. And I think that's it. Yeah. And so there is also the possibility where it, she's so used to presenting herself as masculine, especially as part of a team, and especially as part of like even a military-esque team, that... After a while, she's just not gonna. It's like, oh, well, this is who I'm already used to presenting myself as. I might as well just stick here. And it doesn't really matter, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, I, I honestly do not think they put that much thought into any of it. They just thought, like, oh, it'd just be cool. And we like that design, so we'll just stick to that design. 
I don't think the writer's room or, or had that much control or argument from, like, say, the marketers or anything like that, you know? Mm. Like, eh, mm. again. And I'm really judging it based on who they immediately cast. Because that's just the characters that she tends to play. Or, yeah, so I think they just fit it to fit her voice and her characters. Yeah, I can see that being the case. Yeah, so I, I don't think they put that much effort into it. And you could also argue it's like she's just used to presenting as more masculine around other people, even if she doesn't have to anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it so well for the past year or so, why not? Yeah, probably like those mannerisms would just seep into your everyday, how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just imagine how she sits. I mean, I sit like that on occasion when I'm wearing pants, you know? I figured her like equation with all the other teams mm-hmm. like, is so ingrained now that like it's just second nature just to act more masculine acts, yeah. yeah or just like for me it didn't really i didn't really interpret it as her being masculine i just like i felt like her character could have gone either way mm-hmm. like it was very neutral mm-hmm. so it was when, almost the edge from cowboy be my vibe yes kind of. yeah oh my god yes that's exactly yes thank you so like when the reveal happened like it, not that it made sense, but it made, it it didn't occur to me that no one blinked. Probably be acting, yeah, yeah, except and for Lance. It also, yeah, Lance was the only one, but <laughs> but Lance, Lance is in the team to blink at everything, right? <laughs> what I what I like yeah. is I think oh I I saw I saw it on Tumblr not long after I watched Voltron all the way through, but they if I, if you ever watched Oran High School Host Club the anime. Where it's, you know, a girl who just cut her hair very short and wasn't wearing a dress because I think the first episode was that she cut her hair short because it was like too bothersome to keep it long. She like wore pants and a and a, a male uniform just because like her dress uniform was still in order and that just seemed to be most comfortable to her today. And so she gets mistaken as a boy. And so she's, you know taken to this all boys host club yada 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 but the very first episode is that when each members of the club of the all male club sees her they'll pan to one character and a light bulb will go off and then later on another light bulb will go off and then later on another light bulb will go off and basically it's everybody who figures out that she's a girl uh. and so they made there's part of me that's like oh they made an oron joke just straight up or on high school host club joke and the the yeah. comedy point is that the leader of the club in or on high school was like the last one to find out and that was lance it was like the last light bulb to go off it's really to me it's very funny because i saw the thing i like how he's like he says like wait peter's a girl in the castle of the ship how long have i been out yeah that was really good yeah. that was very good i cradled you in my arms no we bonded <laughs> <laughs> he, he they are both very good uh voice actors but steven's turning out to be a lot better than i imagined he would be yeah i was surprised to learn that this wasn't his first role yeah oh yeah mm. he was in uh cora because all i knew about him was uh walking dead yeah i think all most people know about steven yun is walking dead he was in like what two episodes of cora i think it was yeah. he was in the whole thing what? Well, technically, I mean, if you want to go down that road. 
Oh. It's a bad joke. Yeah. What? Stephen, he played Avatar 1. Or Land, or however they called it. Oh! Oh! Hey, that's your life. Oh! Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I get the joke now. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Speaking of uh, Walking Dead people, did anybody else Mm -hmm. notice that Norman Reedus was on the show? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because you told us. But the second time around, when you told me. (laughs) He's getting a lot better at changing his voice and voice acting. He was in a a Punisher animated movie, and you could tell that that was just Norman Reedus speaking. But here... Normal Norman. Shut up. (laughs) but here it's you know hey you actually kind of have to listen to pick up on the fact that it's him honestly that was the same with steven too for me anyway i don't know why you had to know that it was him for me like i can't i I don't watch walking dead and so the only because it's bad stop it's not (laughs) i make no judgment on walking dead because it's everything i cannot stand it is nothing no. Bad TV. <laughs> uh, I'm frustrated the way Yaz is frustrated, but not the same way, not the same reason that Yaz is frustrated. Not for the same reasons. No. Okay. The only reason why I don't like Walking Dead is because it has distorted faces, and that is my number one phobia. It's mm. real bad. And also, I get I get very emphatic, em- empathetic to whatever I watch, and so I, I somebody. My friends, who I questioned their friendship at this point because they made me sit and watch the first two episodes of Walking Dead, and I was legitimately depressed for about a couple of months just from two episodes. Yeah, I got that way after season one. Like I finished it, and I was like, I I just need to go hug something now and go to sleep for like eight hours. Yeah, I can't. I, I I get so emotionally attached to whatever I'm watching, so I do have to be careful what I watch because I, you know. I legitimately get depressed. Don't want to love something too hard. Yeah. That's why I dropped the show. It's, you know, the characters are constantly being, this is not a walking dead. Okay, Voltron. Voltron. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Uh, But yeah, so I, hearing, I didn't know that it was Norm Reedus' voice until George just went, hey, it's Norm Reedus' voice. And I'm like, oh, now I hear that it's Norm Reedus. Yeah. Pay attention to the credits. I just want to get it's to the next show. Play. You press play on the next episode. Like I am yeah. clicking that next button. I'm going through like you know season three of Star Trek now, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm just like click next. I don't care. <laughs> Which Star Trek? <laughs> next generation. It's my first foray into Star Trek. Interesting. Back to Vulcan. <laughs> you could you, t- take take that judgment. Take it. No, with your it's hands, no judgment. I'm and then just like saying. just put it no, on a seriously. shelf. Next Generation is one of my favorite shows. No judgment. Okay. I'm just trying to, you know, get back on topic. <laughs> so here's a here's a question I had. This is a it's debate. So this is a debate that me and George had. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, so we were talking about the show because I had finished it after him, and we we're talking about the characters of Keith and Shiro. Mm-hmm. And we we're trying. We were like, first we were both saying that oh, there's not really a a lead character, and that's pretty cool. Then we started talking about it, and then after a while, we just started arguing who was the main character of the show. It's Lance. Or who had the main focus. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> no, she's serious. It's Lance. Uh, if I'm really serious, it's Laura. but I'm sorry. I'm a dick. Go on. <laughs> it's Lance, though. <laughs> so 
So that because is, one way I look at you know how to determine a protagonist hmm. is who learns the most and who changes the most. Hmm. And Lance the idiot is the one who has the farthest to go, and so that's kind of where we go with. See, him. I feel like Keith is kind of the one who has the farthest to go, just because of his personality being so volatile, and. You know, learning to be part of a team. Yeah, and like, even yeah. by the time you get to that last episode, he's like, so should we even go save Allura? And that's kind of like this sort of very cold, practical, logical thinking that tells you he's still got a, like a, way to, a ways to go. And I think any major story beats that happen in season two, he might actually be able to take some really important lessons from that. And to me, that that kind of like frames him as the main character, like, he has the most to learn from the events of the show. But then what about Shiro? Who, uh, you know, he has like the biggest connection to some of the things in the show. Yeah, as you that, to say. that was my that was my argument was that he like things happen because of him. Mm. Basically. Mm-hmm. Like he moves the I mean, story she, forward. Right. I mean sure, yeah. like Keith is the one who's who's out to sort of rescue him first. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the others were kind of doing the same thing too. Um, like, but no, but Shiro was the reason why they even yeah. were they were even were out there in the first place. Right, and he has the most connections to the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was figuring, like, I can see Keith being the main like focus of the show later on, like in season two or you know later on. But for this season, it seemed like Shiro was the main focus of the show. I honestly think that it's Shiro. If there's going to be a major protagonist. It's going to be him because he has the most, basically just for that connection to, he has the most to reveal about where the plot is going. He's the one that knows the most, so to speak. Yeah, he's connected. Like he's connected to Zarkon and the Gower. He's connected mm-hmm. to Pidge's family. He's connected to the cadets and all that stuff. Right. Right. I mean, there's, there's but- the closeness between, that was from the beginning, between you know, Shiro and Keith, even from the very first episode where, you know, Shiro's out there looking out into the desert and Keith walks up to him going, wow, it's you. Notice me. Notice me. (laughs) You know? Like, I can can also say that Shiro seems like he's, like, not because of the older shows, but he's the one that does seem like he has an expiration date. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Everybody else doesn't seem like it. So I can see Keith being later on being the main character. Right. Man, I can't tell if that's just like original show pre-knowledge getting in the well, way. That probably um, is. Actually, like, so going back we, to the final episode, uh, when he's... Did you um, actually? Yes, I actually? um, actually, actually, okay, um. <laughs> <laughs> so going well, back... Shut actually. up! The annoyance is palatable, and I live for it. Thank you. This must be what Yas felt like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, this is long ago. Must, yeah. Now you know how I feel on a regular basis. It's been basis. a while. So, yeah, going back to the last episode, um, you see Shiro fighting Hagar, and she's kind of like, she scratches him, and those scratches are still glowing when he's leaving, and I'm thinking... You know, wounds probably should not be glowing, so that might <laughs> turn into a thing later on. Mm-hmm. So I, he I think, might turn into a thing later. Yeah, on. I think they're setting up his expirational attack. I think he yeah. might get turned into a real beast. 
That's what I was thinking ever since I learned about the bionic arm. No, no. What What if he gets turned into Lothor? Ooh. That was my second guess. Because by the time you know we get to the end of the show, I'm like, where's Lothor? Right. Well, if that's his <laughs> arm cool. and it's a Metal Gear Solid thing. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised, like watching the show, like as much as I kept thinking, like, oh, you know, you got Steven Yun, so you know, it's gonna be. You know, he's going to be front and center or whatever, but it seemed like he was sort of in the back. Not in the back, but like he was sort of like on the same level as Lance. Yeah. Well, that's what I like. So, I mean, because Steven Young is clearly going to be the big ticket or big ticket name for right. Legendary Defender. And he doesn't have as many lines as, say, Lance, Hunk, or Pidge, or even Shiro. Like, he has the least... For me, I hear him talk less. Yeah. You know? Which is... you. Know, which I find really great because I it focuses on a lot of characters. And even though we do, I do generally agree that Shiro may be the protagonist, but, but Shiro as a character and as a leader does what I appreciate it because I see my kind of way how to get other people to work together is by... He, as a leader, just doesn't want the focus to just be on him. He really just goes, we are a team. There is more than just me. And even though that that might, have, that's probably where you're picking up. Or that's probably why you guys have picked up, like, oh, maybe there's not one protagonist. Because even mm-hmm. him as a character is like, no, it's not about me. I'm not the strongest capital S in this team. I just happen to be the ranking officer, you know? I just happen to be mm-hmm. just the leader. And I and I love that about him, which is probably why Tumblr has dubbed him Space Dad, and I'm totally okay uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, I think the show strikes uh, a good balance as far as you know, making each person in the team seem important, mm-hmm. as opposed to something like Kyo Yuji. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I will say that uh, Keith, when he does speak, he has most interesting lines. He does. Because each time he says something, it does kind of reveal a bit of his character. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you expect him to be, like, the brooding... Not the brooding, but, like, the... No, brooding's fair. Sort of quiet, yeah, kind of brooding, like, the fighter type, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he just he handles things with his fist, but you can see him, how argumentative he is with Lance, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, anytime Blue and Red, like, have a bit of a headbutt in any team-up mm-hmm. shows, and he... Oh, I should say any color-coded team-up shows... I very much appreciate it. Shout out to Joe the Condor. Yeah. Oh. Who's going to get that reference? If Not you're listening me. to the Telkinet podcast and you don't get that reference, oh. So, Jetman, Chosen yeah. Sentai Jetman, was based oh, on... Oh, that's where the Condor... Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Gachaman started us on this entire road. That, that ends is, up here at Voltron Legendary Defender. Come on, kids. That is know your history. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the Gotcha Man part. Oh. The reason why I was thinking Gotcha Man, because Gotcha Man had a very good Tatsunoko art exhibit at Q-Pop. And there's also a Legendary Defender art exhibit here in L.A. Uh, that Nick told me about. So thank you. Because that art gallery is about a couple blocks away from where I work. So it's very good. Nice. It's so good. But yeah, but one of the, the one of the main artists for Legendary Defender uh, made a uh, kind of Korean movie, like nineteen eighties Korean movie style poster. Steve An, thank Aachen. you, 
Steve-On. Okay. Made really, really cool poster, which is not does not have a print, and it makes me sad, because I would like to buy one and frame it next to my mm-hmm. Voltron Pop vinyl figure that I put back onto my wish list because of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like, if okay, here's like a kind of general fun question. If you had a figure of one of the lions from Legend of Defender, what would you want? Uh, you want just uh, one. Just the one. Huh? I refuse to play this game because I love combiners and hate them all. Can I count Voltron as one? Yeah. <laughs> you can't do this to us. No, no, but if you do that, you would get that rinky-dinky Voltron that doesn't come apart. No. <laughs> How dare you hate you. <laughs> the devil. Uh, I'd go for yellow. I know what I want. I'd go for yellow. Yeah? Yeah. I like- I'd go for blue. Dang, I was, yeah, I was probably going to go blue or red. Take red, and so we just need one more person to take, like, Pidge's. <laughs> oh, yeah, red has fire, so. <laughs> yeah, I, Lance 100% is my favorite character. He's my absolute favorite character. And I don't know where they get the lion slippers that he has, <laughs> but I want it, and I want it now. Come on, Etsy makers. I know you could do it. Are they making a Voltron next year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! A legendary, a a specific legendary defender you can take apart into (laughs) the Is it? (laughs) You know what I mean. Yeah, with the blue did it and the yellow did it Yeah, 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 they're they're doing that next year. George, what's up? Is it going to be affordable, unlike the thirtieth anniversary one? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Voltron is never affordable. So what you're saying is I should buy I it and then hold a token at auction. Yeah, maybe just start saving now. I mean, come on, Solar Chodokin is cheaper than that 30th anniversary one. That doesn't make any sense. That's true. Because it's domestic, and it's the same thing. It should not make cost more than imports. The, wait, oh, wait, just it's buy a... the whole thing and then just send us all the different lines. Oh, God. I would be cool with that. Uh, there's a uh, yeah if it's $300 I mean Leopardon is less than that yeah I don't think it's gonna be $300 okay uh, well that's a, that's an it's a it's another thing on like my I put myself on a no figure ban guys this is not helping this will be next year next year you're good yeah, I'm saving up to get all the Sailor Moon art books you know how expensive those are how I mean, rare those are God. But I don't want to. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, this show is so good. I'm really excited for season two. I don't think we've heard anything, any development stuff about season two yet. Nope. No. Yeah. But yet. we'll definitely keep an eye out on it. Um, what should we call it? I don't know if they're going to be even doing anything. Well, if they if they do anything, it's definitely no announcement's going to happen at Comic Con, which is happening next month. Or this by the time this episode airs. Could be a surprise announcement. Yeah, it could you know what that's true. I'll have to keep an eye out on the DreamWorks stuff. That'd be really great. I was looking at like there are other shows from DreamWorks that are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they usually have like a six month gap between seasons. Okay. At least from one to two. Right. So I mean it could be I mean early next year probably. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Something like that. Really yeah, that would be really that would be really great. I was gonna say, well, we do have that comic coming out in July, uh, the which I'm totally gonna buy. 
And if they have any specific really cool variants, I that's a thing that I do now. Yes. I just get comic book variants, and it's real bad because I have a do whole. They have them at your store. They they should. Well, the whole idea is that you put pre order them, and they'll have it at your store. That's how you really support your comic book shops, guys. You have to pre order. It's stuff. also a really stupid system, and people wonder why the market's doing terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's a really dumb system. But at, and at the you're same asking time, people it, to buy something before they know it's good or not. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. why. And it's my fault if your book doesn't sell. It's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's also it's one of those things where like you know comic book shops are most of them now are honestly mom and pop situations. They're not. They're really small and local, and it's yeah, really not, sucky. It's like two franchises maybe. Yeah, which is really and even too bad. then they're like local. Yeah. yeah, like my shop is hella small, but yeah. So that one, you know, support your local stores as much as you can, and two, really watch Voltron. It's good. It's very good. It's, it's very. very good. It's good. okay. <laughs> oh, so you know, we keep going on about how it has all this Avatar stuff on it, but I would mm-hmm. just like to point out it also has a Kihun Ryu on it, and I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he, oh. he is one of the character designers from Young Justice. And he does a lot of the the DC direct to video movies. He is a uh-huh. really talented guy. He directed the first episode. Um, he directed a bunch of Korra, and he's just really, really talented. And it's cool to keep seeing him on on better shows. Uh, I'm so glad stuff like that happens. Yeah, it's uh, like you, you. Yeah, again, it's just like the baseline. What if you try? Like, what if we actually put effort and get really great directors and writers and you know he's one of those guys where if you see his name on a show it's gonna be good and i am mm. really sad his nightwing show didn't get picked up because that would have looked awesome and yeah yeah those who don't <laughs> know he he pitched a, a nightwing cartoon and the character mm-hmm. designs for that look freaking fantastic well if the if he's this he did some of the designs for the voltron suits right mm-hmm as well, yep. yeah. If that's if the Nightwing, and of course you're linking us personally, yeah. the the Nightwing design, it's wow. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm very okay with that. Then, <sighs> yeah, it would have been a really good show. That should have been a thing. I need to finish Young Justice. That has to happen. What? Yeah, you do. I'm it's... getting there. I'm, I got to season two. I'm getting. I'm put a dent in season well, two. You know, stop watching Star Trek then. Hey, how dare you? Keep watching Star Trek. Always watch yeah, Star Trek. Okay. Even when <laughs> you don't have more Star Trek to watch, just watch the old Star Trek. <laughs> I'm making my way through, but yeah, I'm really, really happy that Legendary Defender is a thing. Yeah. It's... And so it's it's a show that I could honestly just give like recommend to other people because yeah, like I have no attachments. Like I barely remember anything about OG Voltron. And this I, is for the best because it's better. That's definitely the case with most people. It's like they remember the lions and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Do you know what the like I didn't really look at into it, but do you know what the reactions were from like people who were like hardcore Voltron fans or like just really into that show? Like did they Honestly though find fault in the show? Like, or if you're they, hardcore into Voltron, like original Voltron, I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> but I have heard that people are mad that the color scheme got switched around, which just reinforces my point that if you're that hardcore about the original Voltron, something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about most 80s cartoons. They are not good. 
No, Original not. Transformers is bad. G.I. Joe is terrible. He-Man, I don't know what that is. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Okay? Get over it. Your childhood was bad. To be fair, Thundercats <laughs> is really good. Thundercats is pretty good. Uh, I'm thinking He-Man, and I'm more, th- I have a She-Ra pop vinyl, like, hanging out on my desk right now. I love She-Ra. But again, I'm not very <laughs> precious about it. I like the new Gem in the Holograms comic. It's fantastic. Did you like the movie, though? <laughs> I don't even wanna. <laughs> Remember what I she s- just said about she likes it if you at least try. Gem in the Holograms, the movie, seems to be one of the most notorious examples of them not even trying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we can talk about that at another time. <laughs> or maybe possibly after this podcast when we turn all the mics off. Yeah. But, and the real time yeah. starts. Well, if we turn off the mics, how are we going to hear each other? You know, <sighs> Shut you up. know, that'd be cool if we didn't hear you for the rest of the night. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of let's 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 wrap this up, Mister. Uh, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Any favorite moments? <laughs> um, let's see, Specific every single gata because I'm a nerd mm-hmm. like that. So, I just love that was good. For, I also like the episode where the ship basically turned on them all. Oh, it's a good episode. I love that episode. So, for serious moments, I really love the battle between Zarkon and Keef. Uh, mm-hmm. Funny moments, definitely the hunks. Like, I nodded. Did everyone else nod? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> also, still... we need to see more of the mice. I'm happy they brought them in. They, they were, <laughs> they're fun to watch. Space mice. Yeah, my... I, I, I've seen it about a couple... Three or four times now because it's just my favorite moment mm-hmm. when Pidge gets oh. her gets her actual lion. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's that moment where Shiro goes, "Go, be great." The first time I watched it, it's just tears are just coming down my eyes. <laughs> it's just like it was so beautiful. I liked the contrast between that and how I think uh, Lance yeah. Is long, not Lance. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lance or Keith? Punk. Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I like that concept. Yeah, well, yeah, it was just like they're floating down this river peacefully, and she's like, "I wonder how the other guys are doing." <laughs> and then the next panel is just them screaming. <laughs> oh, that's that beat, that comedic beat is always gonna be my favorite. It's like, oh, I wonder if everybody else is okay. Ah! It's just <laughs> why is this happening to us? <laughs> oh, it's just so it makes it the jokes like that will never will always be classic to me. Oh, 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 so one more thing, mice related. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that one of them always seems to have, one of them is basically Keith in mouse form because it's, it's always kind of like <laughs> grinning or scowling or trying to look cool. Like it's, it's looking like it doesn't really? really care, but you know it cares. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Uh, yeah, the first time well, they show that's up. The, I mean, they also have like a hunk one, and to be honest, I have the big giant mouse. And I love how yeah. they sleep in her little like jewelry box. It makes me so. Ugh. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, <laughs> another comedic moment I love um, when they meet the tribal people on the planet. Um, oh my god! They're doing the little dance, and oh. they're like, "So you're rejecting our our dance? Okay, I guess <laughs> we have to sacrifice somebody." And they're like, "No, no, don't sacrifice anybody." And then in the background, like the scene's not even like drawing your attention to it. You just see them slowly lowering the sacrifice into the fire and then stopping. <laughs> and that kills me so much. Oh my god, I haven't noticed that. See, I love 
I love that. Little details. Like just, that oh, and the so whole, good. like, oh, you're, oh. Very, you're very fluffy and huggable. But thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh. My favorite uh, frame, I guess mm-hmm. you would, what you would call it, was the Evangelion shout out they did near the end. Where uh, mm-hmm. I think Pidge is the one who's doing the Gendo thing. Oh, where yeah, she yeah, has yeah. her hands, like, she's bridging her hands. And her glasses are the glare, and like they're shining. Yeah. Keep her standing there, like, what's his face? Fuku, Fuku, something, something. The dude. The dude who looks like Ian McKellen from Evangelion. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I can't even begin to describe it to other people because it's been so long. I should watch Evangelion. You really don't. <laughs> no, you should. It's great. <sighs> Speaking of what? like stuff that makes me depressed about a few days after that, oh yeah, no, always it's make not me for yeah, it's I mean, not for the faint of heart. I mean, it can kind of help you work through those issues, sort of. I mean, yeah. you mean identity crisis when I first watch it, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> this guy's directing Godzilla. Oh, I know it's going to be interesting. It is going to be very interesting. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk about it because it will be interesting to talk about. Oh, can we get a Godzilla um, with an identity crisis? That would be cool with that. Yeah, that would be really interesting. He grows a shell and starts flying. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Thanks All right, for hanging so, out, guys. Yeah, this has been a fun podcast. Um, final words. <laughs> go watch Giant it. robots Legit. are awesome. Legit, go watch it. the head. It's so good. Is that I'm nodding. Is everyone nodding? Yeah. Okay. No. No. Damn. Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Y'all have fun. Bye. This has been another episode of the Tokenet Podcast, the official podcast of TokenSoftsNerdwork.com. You can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can rate and review the podcast. You can also find us on all types of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, where you'll find interviews with your favorite tokusatsu actors, as well as press coverage of various tokusatsu events. And if you'd like to throw a few dollars away, there's a donate button on the front page of our site.